Welcome back to another edition of the Return the Picks podcast, where once again we are betting on American football and looking ahead to the big games coming up this weekend. Uh, and of course, we have the AFC and NFC Championship games coming up this weekend. So we've been looking at a lot of that with myself, Ollie Wilson, Dave Bluck, Jazz Gillum, and Ollie Hunter from Talksport, producer uh, and reporter, joining us on the show. And we had Sal Capaccio back as well, the Buffalo Bills sideline reporter, too. Um, without further ado, we should probably just get into the show, I reckon, guys. So much to talk about, right? <laughs> Is that right? Is that how we play this week? We had some we had some bets last week, I suppose, uh, if it really counts on um, playoff games. Uh, if memory games. serves me right, Dave was out after the first game, and Ollie was out after the second game. Is that what happened? That is what happened, and it's yeah. very upsetting because yeah. I was in lockstep with you on the other three and then yeah. got the Saints wrong. By uh, saying that they would be within seven, and you said over. No, it was the Rams. You got wrong. You got the Rams, Rams wrong. The Rams, Rams, sorry, you're right. wrong. Yeah. yeah, but I was, uh, I was, I was three out of four, and Jazz got me on the spread. Jazzy, give us, give Jazz, us your on. winning bet. The only winning bet we've had all year on the podcast. It had to be so, Jazz. Had to be the champ from last year. Being the champ again, champ, champ. Sorry, the Packers plus. No, sorry, Packers minus six and a half. Of course, they managed with great ease. I had the Bucks to round it out. I was really concerned about the Bucks at the end of that, I have to say. Mm-hmm. I had the Bills to beat the Ravens. And then I had the Browns plus 10, which benefited so much from Patrick Mahomes' injury. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well done, Jack. So, what did that? Uh, 15 pounds off one pound, but I, I had five pounds in it, so I'm 75. Oh, the addict. Add that out to the money Dave owes me from the bets this year. I'm 155 pounds, not up, but in total, I got that. So that covers all the bets of the year. Not up. Definitely not up. We should no, not get... up, but it covers the bets for the year and a little bit of profit. Yeah, just so you're like a thousand pounds down overall, do you think? Do you think a thousand pounds? Maybe two thousand pounds? How much of the house? I mean, maybe two and a half, but whatever. How much of the house have you been able <laughs> And then to we've got with? the Super Bowl coming hey, up. We've got the all championship game. I care about game. is I'm the champ again. That's all that matters. Well, that's cool. Give you your dues. I'm happy for you. It's yeah. funny, though, because like, normally in fantasy, it's the regular season you're successful in, but in betting, that's true. It's, the, it's the postseason. Yeah. You should, yeah. Trying to line. Oh, two years in a row now. I've got a bet, uh, fourteen bet right in the playoffs. So, congratulations, Jazz. Just missed them all in the regular season. I blame COVID. That's clearly what ruined all the bets this year. Ah, uh, full puff. Let's uh, let's just get into the podcast. Right. Over the middle, picked off. Season fired, intercepted. Blitz coming. Pass is picked off. He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore. Down on the right sideline. Into the end zone, and he's picked off. Back the other way. No, I'm just going to ask him about Green Bay. So moving away from, uh, from that Green Bay game. No, I'd like to go back to that, actually. Just, uh, <laughs> just stay on Green Bay for a moment, please. Uh, how do you think the Dwayne Haskins to the Pittsburgh Steelers move is going to affect Green Bay? Because it obviously makes Aaron Rodgers look even better as a starting quarterback <laughs> because the average level of starting quarterback drops down even more in the NFL. Dwayne Haskins! <laughs> I mean, he's better than Joshua Dobbs and he's Dwayne probably Saxkins more like than Mason Rudolph. So in that sense, he's actually possibly an improvement. 
That is so not that I good. want to have anything to do with him. I'm not happy that they signed him. And if anything, they need to be trying to put all their eggs in the basket of trying to get Deshaun Watson away from the Texans. I don't think we've got enough, but try. Just try. Three the first phone up, round find picks. out. Three first round picks at least is what they're talking about in in Houston. Well, give them this year and next year, year after. What great for Minka. But, you um, guys don't have uh, an early pick though, do you? They're going to want uh, like the Dolphins, I think, are the only ones who could really get, get into that. Yeah. I really, really, Maybe, just yeah. let's just go back to the original point of Dwayne Haskins. Oh, you didn't, didn't like me trying to get away from it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that what happened? You want to go, okay, right, okay. Because there okay, is a really, so how it works here. there's a really big upside to this that isn't just Jazz being annoyed with the QB room in Pittsburgh even more. The biggest upside is in like week six or seven, we're going to get to see Mike Tomlin absolutely explode at him on the sideline when he's doing some more like selfie <laughs> stuff or anything like that. And we're going to watch one of the coolest, oh, yeah, yeah. calmest, he's but quite an scariest coaches yeah, in the guys, NFL. What to remember though is this, just because Haskins is signed doesn't mean he's going to make the team. I mean, I'd he be amazed to make if he make the does. team. I'd be amazed if he does because he's, yeah. He's I mean, crap. I'm, <laughs> but so is Mason Rudolph. So unfortunately, Joshua Dobbs isn't that good either. And Doug Hodges also wasn't brilliant to go with it. So but he got let go as well, right? So you're literally like released, not giving yeah. up anything. You're just signing a guy. He was who, released. Who... He cleared waivers and he's been oh, on the street. Oh, yeah. He's just going to compete for a, for a job. You know, but it is interesting that he's got a job already because I remember when we were, we were talking a couple of pods ago and you guys were like, ah, oh, he's not even going to get a look. And I was like, he's going to get a job. He's got a job. Well, he hasn't got a job. He's, he's got, got a try. job in January, baby. He's got a tryout. Yeah, but like, who's he competing he with? Has. The janitor, there's the towel boy, there's the water boy. I mean, Dwayne Haskins. Hopefully, Deshaun Watson. Maybe filling in those spots, possibly, in the Steelers organization. Guys, please about... don't like get excited about Deshaun Watson coming You've got to have the something. Steelers. Oh man! Okay, yeah. we're in a Big Ben's contract. We got the cap space. Do you think yeah, it's he goes all falling into place? Do you think there's a chance Ben goes anyway this off season? I mean, it's almost like every off season he's hinted about it anyway. It's been like that for five years. Yeah. So... What about Matt Stafford uh, to the Steelers? That would be a genuine. Hey, you take your hands off Matt Stafford. Who? That would be interesting, right? I want him in Philadelphia. That would be pretty good. Yeah, I think he'd probably excel in that sort. He's of He's going to get protected well. Team. He comes in a great wide receiver room. Like that would JJ be an Watt, good the fit. defense. Probably got a great defense to go with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, something tells me JJ Watt ain't that happy down there. So <laughs> I think he would be. It just is the sensible move for him to go and reunite with his brothers. I mean, that just that's just the have the last few years playing with your brothers. Why wouldn't you do that? That sounded yeah. like you were hinting at going into the southern accent there dave and then pulled away from it just as you started to do it because there was a little twang of it but it wasn't quite enough to go like full deep southern accent on that one i'll I'll pull it out later some point sometime please do i look forward to it okay uh any uh, dave you've had obviously stuff going on with the falcons yeah arthur smith we were just talking before you came on jazz i kind of i think both of us feel quite similar about the hires for our teams me and ollie who is uh, who is Nick Sirianni, by the way, the Eagles guy? Offense, he's the he Colts uh, offensive coordinator. Oh, okay. Sorry That's to interrupt, Carry on. Not, not a good sign that you didn't know who he was. Can tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Arthur, Arthur Smith is kind of, is uh, an interesting signing because obviously the, the Titans offense has been great this year. And he's been with the Titans for like 10 years or longer, I think. Um but then that gives me a little bit of pause because I would have liked somebody who's been with several organizations 
in several winning organizations they can bring different things to the table from each but longevity he survived through like three regime changes i think at the titans so that's a sign that they want to keep him around and he's keeps progressing for a young guy he was so small fry in the early regimes that no one gave a crap and just said oh yeah keep him on i don't think it works like that um and he was still like tight ends coach and stuff which is and then he was i think he was wide receiver coach as well which is fairly important so i don't know if that's well, not on that titans offense it wasn't that's true um so i don't know it's kind of like it's difficult to rate that offense as well with just like on it's not like Shanahan where you can kind of see or like Sean McVay you can kind of see their fingerprints all over it yeah it's like hard to I don't know like is is, is it good because of Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown and, the, and Derek uh, yeah is it is it good because of the players or is it good because of the scheme that he's brought in and the way that he coaches them I don't know so it's kind of like a lot of what's if but he's got some similar pieces in the Falcons though with a decent Does, quarterback. Yeah. Decent he doesn't have a running back, though. Doesn't they have really, much really running need back. to get a running yeah. back. <laughs> that could help. But they will, they will. That'll be like one of the big There's focuses. time for that, isn't there, I suppose? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what do you think, Ollie? Of your similar kind of feel? Like, eh, maybe good? Maybe. Um, well, as I said, you know, the off the offense of the Colts has never really been much of a problem. There's been adjustments throughout this year and it's improved. So, that shows that perhaps Sirianni can assess self-assess uh, and reshuffle things to make things work um i find it funny how like you know frank reich goes there and becomes the head coach sirianni comes up underneath him and then sirianni gets mush- moved back to philadelphia it seems like kind mm-hmm. of uh i'd rather take a frank reich coming back and taking the head coach's job to be <laughs> honest but um yeah. I-, I do wonder if there's a link there in terms of that frank's kind of said like hey you know this guy yeah, yeah. this guy's a good guy he's all right you know um, and hopefully that's a legit thing if it's happened rather than a, yeah, this guy's a good guy, but we also want him off our books because he's kind of an asshole. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Look, we'll see. You know, I think you said it perfectly, Dave, in a WhatsApp message that young guys are like the flavor of the week. You know, young head coach, get him in and uh, and see what the young guy can do. And it it's, looks like it will potentially be a long-term thing. If you bring in a young guy, you how many years? Him. How many years contracts been given? I haven't seen the contract uh, yet, but they I imagine to be long. These like I was shocked when the Lions gave Dan Campbell right? six years. Yes, yeah, six years is a lot, dude. Right? But if you're you're if, asking for trouble, but if that's you're such a, a young... Lions move, yeah, <laughs> we've gone in two as well. Yeah, I'll pay him so much money. Yeah, but if you're giving a, a young guy a chance, you want to give him a full chance. You don't want to be pulling the trigger too early on it or anything No, but like that. six years. Yeah, I si- mean... yeah, six years is slightly different compared to... I was going back to the Eagles still. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Freddie Kitchens didn't get six years. But I would I would no, hope no. I would hope he's gets, he gets given four years because next year is still going to be a bit of a write-off with everything with um, Jim Schwartz going. With the There's so many elements of that team that need to be reassessed. And I hope that if it goes badly in the first two years... It isn't necessarily immediately the finger of blame pointed at Sirianni because he's walking in to a burning building rather than well, he is, yeah, lighting absolutely. a match and then setting the place on fire himself. So, yeah, you give it time. <laughs> uh, the interesting one, I think, is still the Urban Meyer one with the Jags. Guy that's what never, sense? Well, never coached in the NFL, only has yep. been successful in college where you get a new team every the four best years. players. Well, you get a new team every four years as well, let alone the fact that he was co- he's coached and been involved in some of the best programs in college football. Um, mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this in terms of, you know, when you're talking about 
running quarterbacks in the NFL, and mainly when I talk about running quarterbacks in the NFL, and I don't see it as a longevity thing. Yeah. If you've got a, a college football style head coach, you could bring in a running quarterback and use him for three years, and then move him away and move him on and try and get another running quarterback because you're mm-hmm. almost you're then teams aren't getting to know that QB in, inside out. They're not getting the ability to really nail him down as we saw with Lamar Jackson can't throw anyway. So if you treat it more of like a college style <laughs> system, then maybe that's that'll work. But I think it's going to be a real shock for Urban Meyer to actually deal with a, a bad team that you're kind of stuck with and you need to you need to build from the ground up and you know they'll they'll Yeah, but he's going to draft Trevor Lawrence. So that's kind of his QB room sorted. Oh yeah, well he wouldn't have come to the Jags if it wasn't for that. I mean, no, I mean he's just got the... James Robinson at running back who looks pretty good. I was uh, just trying to find out his um his contract, I can't find it online. They may not have released it yet, but you would have thought that he got Imagine something really lengthy. tasty. Because oh, yeah. he's, they've been, he's been yeah. linked to... I mean, I don't watch college ball and I know who he is. It's like they've been linked for, I don't know, like five years, do you reckon, Ollie? I've heard chat about him. is just a, a guy a bit like Nick Saban, but without the Nick experience Saban, yeah. that Nick yeah, Saban yeah. had in that he's achieved everything at the elite level at college football. He's shown that he can do anything at that level so why then, not take part yeah. in the nfl 83 and 9 his record but again though that's... it's not like he was playing he's coaching at that's small nuts. college programs he's coaching at ohio state florida who had the best players in college football at the time coming to them sure especially the florida program sure but at the same time you know he's built he's still worked from the ground up at smaller colleges it's not like that you know he has he was head coach at Utah before that, head coach at Bowling Green before that as well. And I'm not saying, you know, it's so difficult for those smaller schools to achieve anything in college football anyway. It's only when you get to the big schools that you have, have actually a decent chance of, of getting your hands on a national championship or, you know, an, an orange bowl or, or whatever, uh, a decent bowl game at the end of the season. More so, like a Napa Auto Parts Bowl. Well, that's the most prestigious bowl, I think, <laughs> in the country, really. Away was that? The- the college. What did you final. call that uh, college? Is it Bowling Green? Did Bowling you say? Green, yeah. <laughs> Is that a real college? That's a real college. <laughs> Feels like you made it up. No, no. All right. Just Feels like it. the kind of thing where you're like, you're looking out the window and you're like, saw like old people <laughs> playing bowls and you're like, Bowling Green, college, uh, window, university, blank wall. Uh, Near uh, Kentucky, I came up through <laughs> blank wall. Near, I like that <laughs> through blank wall, Kentucky. <laughs> blank wall, <Yeah>, Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, it's a hell of a high school program that they run down there at Blank Wall. Actually, that kind of has a good ring to it. The more I say, <laughs> yes, it really does. <laughs> hey, you ever seen those uh, those blank wall pirates down there? It's a hell of a high school program they've got going. So, Urban Meyer came up through there. Um, yeah, so... I get a feeling they called painters, the blank wall painters, not pirates. Oh, nice. Okay, I just thought painters... Because you go and watch them so crap, it's like watching paint dry. Yeah, not a great one for the resume. <laughs> There's the tagline for the college. <laughs> not a great one for the resume. Um, but yeah, no. so Urban Meyer, I just... I don't think it's a giant win for the Jags necessarily. That's all. You know, it's it's great to have a big name. It's a splashy signing, but it's very unproven. They had to do something so. to try and get the, uh, the fan base in some way enthralled. I mean, I also heard, I think it was on the McAfee show, that they'd put planning permission in to change a large part of the downtown of Jacksonville into like a fan zone or like a, a car park and fan zone for the stadium to try and make it more Jagsy in Jacksonville. And the 
council completely out, downvoted it. So they've tried their best to make themselves stay there, but it seems like they're on their way to London. That, that's all I'm saying. It's hard to get fans excited when you go, you know. Well, yeah, first overall pick. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's still a little getting... bit excited. That's, that's the thing, though, isn't it? I mean, There's everyone some thinks about how crap you feel losing so many games, but at the same time, you do have the chance to draft the best player in college football which could be the game-changer franchise for the years to come. Oh, yeah. And then he gets injured the first year because, like, Joe Burrows, when uh, now that's the, the offensive now, line can't protect. Now that is how you make the Jaguars more jagsy, by getting Trevor Lawrence and him getting injured and being, being out for, like, four seasons. Having a career-ending leg injury. That's in a real league. jagsy move. Forget this whole, like, opening up the yeah. car park and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't want to get into the whole, like, London thing because I find that really tedious. Oh, no, I mean... Oh, just, yeah, that's tough. It's purely just a case of... But it's, the, um, the Jacksonville people are not trying to help. We'll talk about Jackson it when it happens. Yeah. Is your uh, Ollie? Is, is your GM staying? Yeah, yeah. How, how are you? How are you, Roseman? Is yeah, that him? which nobody is too enthralled about on a lot of like the. Because I mean, didn't he pick Jalen Rago over Justin Jefferson? <laughs> Sorry, who just signed Dwayne Haskins? <laughs> Hey, mate, our GM would not have uh, signed Jalen Rago over Jefferson. No, but he would sign somebody who's already a proven bust. I mean... I really well, hope hey. that Rago somehow becomes like an all-pro Don't year. think so. Don't see it happening. I think not, it's unlikely, not, but it would, it would be nice. If Ollie would really enjoy yeah, like, throwing that in the world's face. Even if he becomes even if he's an all-pro, Jefferson will be a 10 times all-pro. And you'd be like, oh, well, still not good enough. Jez, the whole thing I with Rager, though, happy is that if you, you have an all-pro. There's not enough tape there to completely judge him. It's not like he played badly this year. Most of the Eagles receivers have had bad balls thrown towards them. He's looked quite good on pump returns when he's um, fielded those. Like, we don't know about Jalen Rager because we've not seen oh, enough Oh, nice. Really. No, he's on, coming on, out on, defending Rager. Are you trying to say the reason why Nelson Aguilar has caught more passes this year is because the balls thrown to him are better? No, because... Nelson Aguilar well, that, that, had... That's, that's the point you're making, that Eagles receivers have bad balls thrown to them. Nelson Aguilar wasn't there this year. Jalen Rager wasn't there when Nelson Aguilar was dropping balls. So that doesn't make sense. No, no, but all. Carson Wentz was still the one throwing the ball to, but for most of the part of the season. Yeah, Carson Wentz this year is completely different to Carson Wentz over the previous few years. So talk oh, to me when you got a real point, Jess. He's got real defensive... <laughs> Well, I mean, I just—he's had enough. Oh, he he's drawn angry. a line. He's drawn he a line in the sand about the Rager chat. He's it's had just, it. There's, there's, there's been too many minutes. There's, there's All no, right, we'll, yeah, no we'll move on. We'll talk about it like in like a week's time. So let's talk a little bit of Bills against the Chiefs. Uh, and right. We've got Sal Capaccio uh, back. Not quite live on the show, but he took some time out to answer some of the questions that uh, we decided to fire at him this week. Uh, Could we... you just say that he's here and then no one would know? Well, there is that afterthought as well. But no, I, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to lie. Jazz, I'm not a liar. Not All like, right. Not like Steelers fans are going to be lying to themselves about the ability of Haskins next season. Hey, man, the Hufflepuffs are right again. Not like Big Ben <laughs> lying down in the playoffs in the, the Baker Mayfield, the meadow. Yeah, he's lying in the meadow. And Mayfield meadow. He, li- he lay in the meadow and then Baker drew a, co- a, a combine harvester over him or some shit. Mm. Wow. Mm. Anyway, yeah, uh, so pretty, pretty so graphic. Sal gave us some uh, <laughs> some answers to the questions that we fired at him over social media. Uh, Dave, let's start with you because uh, you know we said 
well, I said let's give him like three questions, and Dave decided that he wanted to give to give more, more than three one question, and or yeah, basically... I I had a I had loads. Um, probably none of them are very good, but uh, yeah, I wanted to ask Sal. The Bills' defense was billed as one to watch before the season started, but it's the offense that's taken all the plaudits this year. Did you see this type of performance from the defense coming in the playoffs, or were you surprised? Hey, Dave, that sounded like you were on blind date reading the card out. A lot better since about week it six. Does. Oh my! I didn't know you were going to play it like that. I mean, you didn't tell me you're going to play it like that. I said I'm going to play it out. I didn't know you were going to do that. I clearly wasn't listening. I was trying to help Dave find his question. In fairness, I thought you were going to add that in. in I thought you had well, it in later. So yeah. This is all about post. All right, okay, fine. I thought it was a right. Now I see what's happening. Now I can be helpful and compliant. So let's just do that question again, and then you can play the thing, and then we'll carry on. Well, here's the answer to Dave's question from Sal. Well, the defense actually has played a lot better since about week six or week seven. Uh, really didn't start off well for them. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact of, well, basically time on task. You know, they didn't have any OTAs, mini camps, no preseason, and that matters for a defense, especially one that really had some new parts added to the front seven, which the Bills did. Starla Tulele opted out. They signed Vernon Butler, Quentin Jefferson, signed Mario Addison, A.J. Klein. Those guys needed time to understand their roles, and they were hurt. Matt Milano was hurt. Tremaine Edmonds was hurt. Um, I, I think they got a little more aggressive. Schematically, I think they did some things and philosophically different. So they've been playing really well. But to, to hold the Baltimore Ravens at three points, I don't think anybody expected that. Uh, to really focus in on and stop the run game the way they did against the Ravens was tremendous. I didn't see that, but I think we all have seen now this defense playing at a really high level for the last couple of months at least. What was that, Jazz? Sorry, you were saying like looked like you wanted to say something or I don't know. Say anything, mate. Okay. Didn't say anything. No right. word. Fair enough. Um, yeah, the Bills' defense was awesome last weekend. So mopping up Lamar, which we always knew it was going to be a, a run-heavy game from the Ravens anyway, was still impressive in the way that they did it. They got super aggressive, as Sal told us. I don't know if that works again, that sort of tactic on Mahomes necessarily, because he's a better passer of the ball um, if he's about, if he's playing. But... Um, yeah, I mean, Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano back healthy is a massive boon for that defense and has really shown when they've been both back together yeah. how much better that whole defense works. Mm-hmm. It's just I think they've just got to play, speed. you know, if, if Mahomes plays and they've got to, they've got to play a full-strength Chief, Chiefs team, it's really just about doing everything you can and hoping that they don't have a world-beating game. That's all you can do. I mean, I really feel like the Bills' defense has to play lights out to keep the Chiefs under, you know, 28-30. So... Um, that, that game, to yeah. me, is going to be a shootout. I just see it being long bomb to Diggs, long bomb to Hill, long bomb to Diggs, long bomb to Hill. Well, Dave... Yeah, you... I mean, they didn't score big, though, the Chiefs against, uh, um, against the, Browns. the Browns. So, I don't know. I've got it. I've got it as under... 50 odd points i could see it being a little bit tighter than we reckon but i don't know we'll see we'll, see. well you kind of reference towards the the power of mahomes with your with your second question dave if you uh would like to give us that nice nod josh didn't have the best game on saturday are you worried about him being able to hang with mahomes this weekend Sal? you know although josh's stats weren't that great I thought he played a really good game because I thought he was in complete control of everything that was going on. 
Um, you know, that defense is no joke. And the way they were playing the Bills, it was tough. They were bracketing. Cole Beasley really couldn't get him loose at all. Third downs were a struggle, especially early in the game. Uh, but, you know, they thought their way through it. They figured it out. The wind was also tough to deal with. You saw the really bad overthrow to Stefan Diggs going left to right on television. You know, the wind basically just took that thing. I was down there. It was, uh, it was something that was playing havoc with the game. And when you see Justin Tucker miss a couple of field goals, you know exactly that that wind is, is pretty, pretty bad. I would say, though, that you know he played a, a good enough game and he did exactly what he was supposed to do, so I'm not concerned about that in any regard. Uh, I think that you know this is a guy that has shown time and time again this year that he's up to every challenge and he can play with the best in the league. And this is not the same defense this week that they've faced the last couple of weeks. I think this defense will give them more opportunities to do some of the things that they're used to and they have done that's made Josh an MVP candidate. I mean, with the Kansas defense... It's still strong, and I th it feels stronger than last year's. But Buffalo have shredded and put points on a lot of opponents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Sorensen and Matthew. I mean, I like both of them. Sorensen was big in the playoffs last year with the uh, was it the fake field goal that he ended up picking up picking up the big yep. tackle on yeah, against the Texans. Mm -hmm. Um, and then and Tyron Matthews had an amazing year this year. Yeah, and has become probably, even yeah. more of a leader on that team. Uh, so Don't they feel a bit top heavy though? Their defense, like they've kind of got they've got a few stars, you yeah. know, in the secondary on the line. But it's not like I don't know. The Bills kind of feels like less less flashy, but they they kind of come together and play cohesive defense. Davis Weiss and Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano, Jerry Hughes, good team. I mean, the Bills. Uh, what's his face? Ed, Ed Oliver on the line as well. If if you were yeah. asking me which team I'd rather, which defense I'd rather have, I'd probably rather have the Kansas D over the Bills D. And statistically, because they've been there. And the statistically, the Bills D haven't been that great. I was looking through the numbers when we were asking Sal last week, but they're not a top ten defense. This Bills D. Well, no, just... that, that's why I asked that question to him because they were billed to be maybe a top five defense before the season started. They were ones to really watch. Um. And they, it was just the offense all year, wasn't it? Just carrying it. Yeah. But at the same time, if you have an offense that scores quickly like that Bills offense does, it means your defense is on the field for longer. And if you had any yeah. injuries you've had to key positions, they're always going to struggle. I think that in some ways, Tredavious White has been a player that hasn't taken that extra leap this year. I think last year he was much better than he is this year. But the whole defense together has played much better the last few weeks as well. Yeah, right I think it, it's just... Right when it matters, and that's fundamentally... Yeah, yeah. Who cares what you do in September if you manage to get to the playoffs? It's about what you do in January that counts. I think it's just gonna it's just gonna come down to turnovers in that game. I mean, you could say that You'd about say any about game, but any game, yeah. You could say that about any game, but I don't think as much in the in the Tampa Bay uh, Green Bay game. I don't think I think you could say that more in in this game because it, if it is going to be, especially if it is going to be a shootout on Mahomes plays, just one turnover, one interception. One force fumble that that could be enough for either team. So um, I don't know. And they both they both got the quality where they can get those turnovers. So I don't know. I can't wait. Actually, these are these are two really cracking games. There's yeah. like yeah. there's so so many narratives and so much excitement. It's, and there's no bad Super Bowl out of it. There's no, no bad exactly. Matchup. They're all yes, great. Jazz. Yeah, that's because what we, makes it so good. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Because yeah. now as a neutral, you just you don't. 
I would like to see Brady win it again, just because it'd be fun to see him win a seventh. And also, I don't I like really mind team. that much if he does. To be honest, exactly. now that he's not with, uh, it wouldn't be the end of the world for me. And I'd I'd be happy for any of those teams to win. To be honest, yes, so. absolutely, yeah. Jazzy, you had a, yeah. a question for Sal. What? So I asked in the regular season game against the Chiefs, the Bills' defense didn't do very well rushing, whereas against the Ravens, they managed to bottle up Lamar Jackson brilliantly. Do we think that maybe with Mahomes not playing or maybe not being available for the whole game, are the Chiefs going to rely upon that rushing tackle much more? Is that going to be an issue for the Bills' defense or can they completely shut them down again? Well, I'll tell you first, Jazz, that no one is expecting Patrick Mahomes not to play. Now, obviously, you have to prepare for it. They're going to have to you know, at least be aware of that in practice, but all indications and signs coming out of Kansas City are that he's going to play. You know, whatever happened with his head, concussion, neck, lots of different things out there and people trying to get the real story. Um, you know, I know he's in concussion protocol. I think the toe might be a little bit more of a concern or injury than people are talking about. Uh, you know, he was hobbling pretty bad on that, and I think that's something the Bills are going to have to at least be aware of and maybe force him to try and have to move on because he's very good in that regard. But as far as your question about the rushing attack is concerned, you know, the Bills basically invited the Chiefs to run the ball in that first game. They said, hey, we're not going to let the Chiefs beat us over the top. Tyreek Hill had only 20 yards receiving on three catches. They did a great job. But the Chiefs took it, and they said, okay, we're going to run for 245 yards, and that just can't happen. So, you know, if Mahomes doesn't play, it's definitely a different game, but we're all expecting Patrick Mahomes to play. The Bills have to be better at stopping the run. And they have to figure out a, a, a better balance of trying to stop Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey and all those guys, but also stopping the run. I, I think it's okay if they still run the ball pretty well and efficiently as long as they don't go for 245 yards and control the game completely because that's what they did in Buffalo. And I think going back to my earlier response to you guys about the Bills' defense, they've been so much better the second half of the year. I think they're at least better equipped, more well-equipped to be able to do something like that. But this is a different animal than you know they've faced basically in these first two playoff games for sure this week that they've faced the last couple of weeks. I think this defense will give them more opportunities to do some of the things that they're used to and they have done that's made Josh an MVP candidate. Answer your question, Jazz. You're the seem like the kind of on the money. You seem like the kind of person that would find a way to be belligerent about this somehow of like, yeah, well, you know, I didn't <laughs> why, why why is everyone taking shots at the champ today, huh? No, but like Probably if because I... of your success in the betting. I think yeah. that's where this stems from. The champ champ is not happy about the shots been taken right yeah, now. Whatever. You gotta you gotta come down off the throne eventually. It'd be quickly and painful. Well, not this season. Um but what I asked Sal, uh, everyone's talking about the Mahomes against Allen matchup, but what's the key matchup that nobody else is talking about that you think is going to influence this game the most? Hey, Juice, my man. You know, it is about Mahomes and Allen and the seasons they're having. And you're talking about the MVP from two years ago who had another great season, the guy that's in the MVP conversation this year, and Josh Allen. But, of course, they aren't going head-to-head, right? They're not on the field together going against one another. It is That is the matchup, but... It's basically from a defensive standpoint, which defense can force the other into a couple mistakes. That's what I really think could be the difference here. One extra possession. If you can get a score on defense, I mean, I think that could really swing the game. Now, the Bills have had four touchdowns the last six weeks on defense, which is pretty amazing considering they didn't have one for basically over two years, and then suddenly they come in bunches. That would be great for them. But if they give up a score on defense, that's going to be great for the Chiefs, obviously, in a game uh, that is uh, you're going to have to try and play keep up and catch up. And that's going to be tough to do if you get an extra score, even an extra possession, though, deep in the other team's territory, something like that. 
I think that's where this game comes down to. The matchup is which defense can make the other offense a little more uncomfortable, get out of their game plan a little bit, and especially if they can force them into a really big mistake, I think that could swing the game. It does feel like it's just a... Like it doesn't matter talking about the offenses in the build-up to this game because they're both just going to score. They're good offenses that are going to score. It all does yep. hinge on the other side of the ball completely and who's going to have the better game. Well, isn't it? You know, it's nice just having Sal say what I said just uh, way better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a million yeah, times better. Yeah. You, Sal's such a pro, though. I mean, he's a great radio broadcaster in the US. He's, he's such yeah, a good he's guy. fantastic. But he's such a pro that he even gave us a little like outro for like if we were pretending it was live and doing like a oh Sal yes. thanks for having us on man really appreciate it and he gave us yeah, this yeah yeah thanks for asking me to be on again guys always appreciate you enjoying our great game of football I love football so much our kind of football here in America and uh, when I see how passionate you guys are about it over there it really makes me feel good so thank you very much and. I think a couple things, though, to pay attention to in this game, you know, weather, number one, you know, these are two teams that, you know, they want to throw the ball. They want to get the ball into their skilled position players in space. And right now could be some rain in Kansas City. So that could be impactful. Uh, it was the wind in Buffalo last week. It could be rain, you know, maybe even a little bit of snow late in the game, if, if depending on what the temperature is. But I think it's going to be warm enough that that could be possible. So we'll see how that hit in the field, the field holding up, you know, in, in a situation like that. So I think that's one area plus I think you know big game experience the Bills don't have as much as the Chiefs as far as their players are concerned and you know you you hope that the game doesn't you know speed up for them too much especially early on they're a little bit too amped up that's known to ha happen but I will say that the Bills do have Brian Dable coaching in his ninth championship game as offensive coordinator uh, the Bills offensive coordinator as a coach he's coached in eight championship games before Leslie Frazier as a coach has coached in four championship games before Sean McDermott as a head coach has coached in five championship games. So these guys have been there. Uh, they know it. In fact, I think it's six for McDermott either way, but you know, they've been in these situations as coaches and you hope that, you know, they'll be able to keep their players uh, emotions in check enough to be able to go out there and, and just perform and stay steady and not get too amped up. Like I said, early on in the game, because that could be a key factor. Thanks a lot again for having me. And uh, let's hope that we can talk again down the road, maybe in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'll be lighting up Sal's inbox if the Bills go through to the Super Bowl. Don't worry about that, Sal. Uh, <laughs> Sal Capaccio there, sideline reporter for the Buffalo Bills. Also like how he did the, uh, hey, thanks guys for having me on. Here are the answers to questions that you should have asked, like the weather and the experience and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's even asking the, the questions for us in a better way than we could. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like people should just like follow his work. You know, or like, it's like it's his day job. Yeah, yeah, it is. God. Yeah, shocking. Um, anything else you want to add to the Bills Chiefs, really? I don't know what else we can add from a Chiefs point of view. It's all still just going to, everybody's just going to be watching Mahomes. I mean, on TV, that's going to be like the boring narrative every time It'll he gets It'll really hit, suck if down. he's not playing. Yeah. It's I mean, really yes, I know, because it does give Chad Henney a chance to show that Andy Reid's just a fantastic coach. Um, yeah, but and I would yeah. also quite to see the Bills win it. I mean, I, I don't. I'm. I'm a, this week. I'm a complete neutral. I just want good football. Um, but if you I'd want good football, if it. you want good football, you want Patrick Mahomes to be playing. 100%, or I want right. to see the Bills play the Bucks, and the Bills finally get to Super Bowl in the last for the first time in what tw nine, eight, 17 years, eighteen yeah. years. 
and to actually win 20, it. If 27 the, years, 28 if, years, sorry. If the Bills get there, everybody should want them to win it because it's heartbreaking for yeah, them after losing four in a row. Brady and it was like, well, yeah. they got Brady out of the AFC East and now they've won the AFC East for the first time in years and Brady's there to bang you again. Yeah. Yeah, that's brutal. I don't know. All of these sides, yeah, you there's could some, There's some sort of poetic, not justice the wrong way I say, but some sort of poetry in that that just... It seems like the, the universe is trying to call out for something like that to happen. So Brady goes and does... And does bills. he retire after the season if he wins? That's the big question. Brady doesn't. Brady comes back again. No, no, he wants no. the remainder of those uh, records that Breeze has still been like holding. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Plus, what, uh, he's okay. playing so well. Like He is, yeah. But, I mean, if you win a seventh, you win. that's more than anyone's probably ever going to win again, ever. He's, you yeah, leave that, on the fairy tale. Twelve hundred yards to beat Breeze's uh, all-time yards record. He needs it's something like a hundred catches or something like that. Hundred completed passes. Like there are loads of those records that are just a season without Breeze away, and <laughs> and Breeze is is going, going, gone. I mean, did you see the injuries that he played through this year? That his wife, yeah, his wife, detailed uh, torn rotator cuff, torn fascia. In his foot, did he, bro- did he break like six six ribs or something? Eleven broken ribs and a collapsed 11. lung, oh, yeah. like just eleven, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and just a collapsed lung. Yeah, just but he's got two. Yeah, so Stra- just... come and strap it up. Get on with it. Breathe out the other one. Don't worry about it, Drew. Yeah, saw it out. <laughs> <laughs> you got two of them. It's good. Jeez. So, yeah, it's collapsed. There's more space for the other one to get bigger into. It's going to be a three and a half hour uh, as live extravaganza. Oh, I don't know if it is. I don't know. It's um, it should be if a Green Bay player does play and they get injured in the virtual Pro Bowl, they have to miss the Super Bowl the week later. But why are you being like this? <laughs> like a voodoo doll? No, it's but, fine. The Packers won't get there anyway. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Been... Whoa, whoa, whoa! Why, why are you both being like this? What's going on? There's so much heat. <laughs> well, well, Ollie, I'm already glad we've had you on. You've called Ollie fat. You don't like the Pro Bowl. You know, it's, yeah. it's a good start. It's a good for me. start. Yeah, so I rock. We just need to go down the Colin Cowherd of broadcasting. You see him this week saying that the game should be rescheduled to whenever Patrick Mahomes can play. What? Yeah, yeah, absolute farce of a man. Like, just you can understand what he's saying, but it's just the dumbest thing. Why would you listen to that guy talk about anything? He's he's just the ultimate hot takes douchebag. It's clickbait. It's just clickbait. He's the he's the Adrian Durham of. Uh... Yeah, just trying to get people to call in. Yeah, he's only doing it for calls. So is Mahomes out? I've missed that. No, Mahomes no. is in concussion protocol not. still, but he's taken the majority of the snaps at practice. That was announced about an hour ago. I so they're saying it wasn't really gone. I still don't understand how he was concussed. How, how so yeah, they so don't fucked. think it was a concussion. They think it wasn't like a brain trauma. They think it's some sort of spinal issue or neck issue where he's been He's been hit in a way that's hit an artery or a vein in his neck, yeah. which has caused his body to spasm. Ooh. That's why when he was in the locker room, he was totally fine. He was saying he was he passed the concussion protocol tests apparently, yeah. but they can't have him get up and be all wobbly legged and let him back in the game because then if he turns out to have had a concussion, well then those doctors are basically screwed. Oh yeah, yeah, they screwed it up. But yeah, even in his eyes when he was coming off, it didn't look like he knew where he was. No, yeah, he had a real so, glazed look about but it. But then he but then he jogged into the locker room, locker room. and he looked fine then. It's which bizarre. is a weird look. It's bizarre because it's you very didn't strange. see 
you didn't see the head hit the ground because or there was no actual contact with the head i wonder if it was when he was being a six you know asphyxiated yeah. lost a bit of um i don't know air into his into his brain yeah i think it's with the arm around his neck and the way he fell because it twisted too apparently that could have been like some sort of nerve yeah damage or something like that that's supposed to be the answer and uh, again on the mcafee show they're saying that Sidney crosby had that and had to miss a year and a half of hockey because it he didn't recover from it properly and the thing is, if you're the, not trying to say that Bill's player is going to go out and target his neck, but if you know that's happened and you get a chance to hit him, you're probably going to try and aim with an arm around his neck. That's by brutal, accident. Jess. You're going to do it, aren't you? Trying to don't, ball. I don't know. I don't well, know. As, soon that. As, that, as soon as that quarterback starts running, he's fair game. He, until he starts sliding or giving himself up. By the way, giving him yourself up forwards is nonsense. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, Wolford did that was stupid. Yeah, but he should, he should just slid feet first, and yeah. he's fine. But even the rule of giving yourself up going forwards is nonsense. Yeah, right. How difficult is it sliding? You know, yeah. you're giving yourself up. You're trying to gain an advantage by diving forwards. Oh, yeah. I can't hit you. But yeah, as soon as that that QB is starting to run, I'm trying to hurt him. It's one of those things, though, that like the college QBs always struggle with when they initially come into the league because they're so used to being able to run over every run away and run over ninety percent of people in college football, and it's very yeah. different when they get yeah. to the NFL. But it doesn't seem to be emphasized enough. Of like, you need to learn to slide with your legs forward, otherwise you're going to get muck screwed over at some point. And like, you know, Kyler Murray still does it, and he's so small. It's just asking for a long-term injury that's going to mess up his already average career. <laughs> 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 Ollie, not a fan of Kyler Murray. Blame Cl- Cliff Kingsbury. I, I'm actually, I was slightly more sold on Kyler um, from when he came out. He first came out, and I realised that I was taller than him, and I'm five foot four and a half. Um, <laughs> so uh, I think Cliff Kling- Kingsbury is messing up his uh, his career. I just Mass- want- massively useless, useless fucker. You know, Cliff Kingsbury's <laughs> middle name is Calvin, beginning with a K as well. Oh no! Really? <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. I was, I was hoping that's going to be true. <laughs> would be amazing if it was. It would be. Cliff yeah. Kevin Kingsbury. What do you want? Is the uh, monocle on your sh- on your shirt there? Monocle on your shirt. Do you want the full name? No, no. We'll just do the two. Just the two. It's fine. Oh, right. Don't worry right. about it. Yeah. Um, I thought you were talking to me. No, like, no, what, no. What are you talking about? No, no. You've got the bald head that makes it look that way. It's fine. Don't worry. Skin yeah, yeah, yeah. Skin I had a, a light. I had to turn a light off above me, which was really like. It was like it was bad. Shining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Need like the cat. Right, yeah, exactly. Let's talk a little bit of Packers because that's yeah. definitely what I want to talk to you about. Um, no QB troubles for you, really. Everybody knows who it's going to be. He's fit and healthy. Doesn't Aaron Rodgers look like he's having the most fun he's had in a very long time at Green Bay? And doesn't that look scary for everyone else? I, I mean, it's ridiculous how much fun it looks like he's having. I think it typified by um, telling Alan Lazard and the rest of the world um, except everyone, everyone caught on apart from the the Bucks safeties and defense, where he was going for that Lazard TD. Um, afterwards, you just saw that he was just loving life. Um, you still get the odd occasion where someone's dropped a ball or or the play call wasn't quite right, where he has a little strop on, a little sulk. But by and large, and we saw it with uh, with that outrageous pump fake and then dash into the touchdown. The, the celebration there just shows how much fun he's having. And when Rogers yeah. is having fun, when he's slinging it about, when he's 
um, when he's feeling himself, for, for feeling himself. Um, that was an intentional stutter. Uh, you, okay. <laughs> yes. Beyonce song, come on. Yes. Um, but, but when he's when he's doing that, um, the Green Bay Packers are, are, are scary. He's scary. They're scary. It, it's all scary for the Buccaneers. Hopefully. Do you think it's been you know, that, that pump fake was brilliant? By the way, he just made Leonard Floyd jump out of his skin and just ended his chance of making any sort of tackle. Brilliant. It was an amazing pump fake and uh, pump fake. Yeah, it was amazing. And um, it, it was, I think, uh, the, the the play caller was it Troy Buck? No, uh, Kevin Burkhart likened it to Lamar Jackson doing it. And if Lamar Jackson had done it, we'd all be going nuts. If Patrick Mahomes had done it, we'd all be going nuts. It's yep. actually. Um, Rogers' ability scrambling is is quite underrated because he chooses to do it at precisely the right time, um, and and that was it, it was outrageous. It was outrageous. You love well, to he, see it. He's also thirty. Is he thirty five or thirty six? So for him to 36. still have wheels is impressive. Thirty six. And actually, you're right there, Dave. <laughs> because what's um he, he's had a couple of injuries over the last not last year, but two or three years before yeah, that collarbone consecutive injuries where which were affecting his mobility so um there's that that game i think it was the first game of the season against the chicago bears two or three years ago where khalil mack khalil mack's first game for the bears and um khalil mack hit him he couldn't move he had to stand in the pocket and actually i think in the long run uh, that has helped the back end of his career because he doesn't ha- feel like he has to um to freelance doesn't feel like he he has to scramble because he knows he can trust the play calling drop back and use his the, the ability of his arm and his wrist action to get the ball pretty much wherever he wants it to go since then he's gotten over those injuries hip injuries knee injuries ankle injuries and yeah he's still got wheels but it was something it that helps like when you've got uh, Devontae Adams to throw to as well <laughs> yeah Adams <laughs> who is He's not he's not the quickest. He doesn't necessarily have the best hands. You don't see the outrageous catches um, that some of the other guys, I know Beckham, DeAndre Hopkins, will make. Um, but what he does have is a great route running ability um, and recognising exactly where to go. And when that does happen, and we saw it, it was um, one of the two or three times that uh, Jalen Ramsey was on him. Jalen Ramsey gave him eight yards um, of separation at the line of scrimmage. Do not do that to Adams. The first thing you want to do if you're, if you're trying to stop Adams is, is hit him at the line of scrimmage. Ramsey gave him that, that eight yards. It was a little, um, a little slant route to the middle of the field. Devontae Adams picked it up. It's it looks so simple, but it's so effective. And when you have that telepathic yeah. connection with Rogers, it's um, it, it's a marriage made in heaven, really. If if uh, if you love the Green Bay Packers or if you love great QB wide receiver play, so I think Ollie might have a reason why Adams's hands haven't been showcased that much compared to say Aldo Beckham or DeAndre Hopkins. What's your answer to that, Ollie? Uh, he's got Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball in correct positions as opposed to Eli Manning throwing <laughs> it about six yards over everybody's head. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'll do it. But it's, yeah, that makes a difference. Right. It's still, um, like you, you say that the Rodgers mobility, is going back to that, is kind of overlooked. But it was something that I thought had a lot of traction, as I said, like four or five years ago when you know he had some of the splashy plays in the playoffs with rolling out and biding time. But generally in the regular season, it was touched on that Rodgers 
had this uncanny ability to make space and uh, and give himself time with his feet. And then it died away again and nobody really spoke about it. Is it just something that happens, do you think, when he gets into full flow? It seems like if he's really confident, he's far more able to read the flow of the game better and, and make those movements compared to when he was you know, having a bit of tension with his coordinators and coaches in Green Bay and it, it didn't seem to occur as often. Absolutely. All down to trust. All down to trusting the process, trusting the offensive line in front of you, trusting the, the wide receivers to be where they say they're going to be or where he thinks they're going to be trusting them to then catch the ball. Um, I've noticed, especially the back end of this season, that he is uh, willing to take the hit as well as uh, just after the point of throwing the ball before, and then the ball would be caught, before he would either hold on to the ball for too long and he'd get sacked. He's, he was, he's actually sacked less than, uh, over, than, over half the amount of times this season than last season so 36 in the regular season last season i think it's i think it's something like 16 this uh, wow. in the regular season this season so um he, he's he's also making smart smarter decisions um but we we saw it in i think it was the uh, it was the Devontae adams about 56 yarder um where he was flushed out of the pocket stepped up through it and Aaron Donald is about to hit him, about to get him, and he just launches a dime down the sideline. Uh, Devontae Adams picks it up, and they score later on on that drive. He's just, it's all about that trust. Trust in the process, trust trust in the head coach, and trust in the play call as well. And for like the That's last really... few years, he's had a running back he can trust as well. I mean, I still think Aaron Jones, when he, he came onto the scene maybe two, two and a half seasons ago in the back end of one of the years where it was like, oh, he can really move the ball and Green Bay have got a great running back and it still was just Rogers, 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 focus on him, focus on him. One of the most kind of best kept secrets in the NFL still seems to be Aaron Jones because when you talk about Green Bay, it's Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and then the running game is very much an afterthought. But Jamal Williams as well as the kind of the, the dovetailing back with him of, of slightly better hands perhaps too. They, they both do a great job in keeping this offense far more balanced and keeping defenses far more on their toes than we've seen in Green Bay in a long time. Look, it's that old adage, you've got the run, it opens up the pass game. You've got um, an incredible offensive line which is making those holes and um, lest us not forget the, the selflessness of some of the other players that are asked to block for the likes of Jones and Williams. So Alan Lazard, um, it, it does. We heard it in the in the comms with Kevin Burkhart. He does all the um, all the dirty work, uh, and Moose Johnson uh, really picked um, picked up on it as well. He does all of that dirty work, and then he gets rewarded with the one that he dropped, but also the one that he caught the touchdown on. Um, so Jones is is outrageous. Um, he, he can go off, uh, but what the what the Green Bay Packers have done really, really well is limiting, especially down the stretch, the amount of time that each of these backs actually has uh, when it comes to reps and snaps. Um, so you'll see Jones the first two, then uh, series that is, and then Aaron, uh, then Jamal Williams will come in unless there's a, a big run like there was in. Well, he, he stayed in at the, the beginning of that second half and, mm -hmm. and it was all runs that 75 yard drive, including a 66 from him. So, um, what the Packers are doing is is using them sparingly and using them well. So uh, even AJ Dillon had, uh, came in last week. He had a hundred yard game um, week fifteen or week sixteen. Um, 
So if, if it's not quite working with, with Jones, Williams will step up. If it's not quite with Williams, AJ Dillon will step up. If it works with all, th- with all three of them, and then that's when you see uh, the, the passing game coming open because linebackers have, have now got to look at Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, the running game. That means that uh, things are open for the likes of Lazard. We saw it uh, on that touchdown. That Actually, that touchdown reminded me of a flea flicker without the flea or the flick. It was Aaron yeah. Jones right up the middle. What, rewatch it again. Aaron Jones up the middle and you think Jones has got this. Oh, the ball's still with Rodgers and he's got so much time that it would have given him the amount of time for Jones to then pitch it back. Um, and it, it was on the diamond and Lazard was away. So all about um, the, the effectiveness of the running game, the, the quality, the good quality of those running backs, then it allows everything else to open up. Do you think, uh, Ollie, that's a really good point. Have you like... Do you see the passing game has developed so much as well, like the the running game in terms of, you know, two years ago, we're kind of looking at the wide receiver room. And yes, we had Devontae Adams was already kind of coming across very well to everybody. But, you know, we didn't have any development from Lazard or MVS. And we was kind of, it was a packed wide receiver room of question marks. And it seems like now, you know, Lazard has stepped up. MVS is looking like he can contribute as a third wide receiver. And then we've got Tonyan coming in as maybe one of the biggest surprises in the NFL from any player. Um, do you feel like it's all just kind of coming together for the Packers at the right time? Like the, in the, we, we, we were talking about in the, before the draft, they got uh, after the draft, sorry, they got so much heat for drafting QB, not taking a wide receiver. That was their biggest need, according to most draft analysts and fans. And suddenly you've got this wealth, at, you know, at the passing game. It's, it's quite amazing. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. And it, it's it, the, the, the quality of Rodgers, it's not necessarily coincided, but what he's done is he's, his, his confidence, his leadership um, and, and his trust in the process, the head coach is, is then transferring onto the, onto the lesser wide receivers, shall we say. Devontae yeah, Adams yeah. is always going to be Devontae Adams, but you, you saw MVS dropping key passes. You saw Alan Lazard struggling. Actually, I think Lazard has always had his trust, but struggling with injuries uh, at the beginning or the, the early, early beginning of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, once they're all together, you've got MVS as a field stretcher. You've got Lazard who does the... the great on all the blocking stuff um, and good out of the slot. Devontae Adams, you can use him anywhere across that. And Robert Tunyon rhymes with onion um, has really come in and, and replaced Jimmy Graham. I think Jimmy Graham, we saw it in Chicago. He still can catch a pass in the red zone, but he, that's about it. He doesn't do anything else. Yeah, whereas Tunyon, Tunyon does. And even, even some of the, um, supporting cast on the t- in the tight end room as well with uh, with Jay Sternberger, a second year guy, and Mercedes Lewis, who's pro- probably old enough to be our dad, let alone Jay Sternberger's Definitely. dad. But yeah. gr- he's the he's like an extra offensive lineman, um, and when he's in, you're thinking, right, that's going to be a, a, a rush because you need him to help with the, with the running game. He often sneaks out, and uh, he's also got great hands as well. So it's all it's all clicking together, or has clicked together over the last couple of weeks. Hopefully, the Packers haven't peaked too soon, but I don't think so. Do you think MVS needs to work on his catching? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I think we saw in the game against Chicago three weeks ago, almost three weeks ago, 
that he missed an easy an easy pass into the end zone um, coming out of the second half. But I think rather than catching, it's it's concentration. Um, okay, fair enough. Rogers came back and 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 uh, used him later on in that game, and we saw it last week. MVS was a great outlet for him, so I've got no issues with with his pass catching. Fair enough. The Green Bay offense is always going to be talked about, um, but this is a top ten defense. It's kind of it must be nice for you as a Green Bay Packers fan to go into this game and like normally you know you look at the imbalance that the Rams had this great defense and almost no offense whatsoever, and you knew they were going to struggle <laughs> against the Packers in that sense. But going into this game against the Bucks, it's like, well, this is this is a defense that on paper should be able to cause problems and enough of a problem for the Bucks offense that if the Packers offense can start flying like we expect it to, this could get out of sight fairly quickly if the Bucks aren't careful going into this game. I mean, it's kind of a nice position for a Packers fan to be in that you cover in all bases, really. Yeah, and there were some real question marks about um, Mike Pitton's defense after the especially after the Dalvin Cook over 200 yards from scrimmage game that Green Bay lost earlier on in the season um I was fuming about that if I had hair I would have pulled it out uh, I was I was absolutely beard pull the beard out I'm never 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 touch the beard hair come on Jess. I know you're dressed I know you're dressed like a Hufflepuff but come on uh, <laughs> I prefer so, Steelers colors but that's fine okay fair enough but um the 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 def- what um what Petten addressed since then is a, a really good balance of um of being able to stop the run but not allowing as many balls over the top because you've committed linebackers who aren't then dropping back. It, it's coincided a little bit with the return of uh, of some key linebackers, Oren Burke coming back and uh, Christian Kirksey as well. So. Um, I'm I'm really impressed with what the defense is going. I think there's a slight issue potentially with Kevin King uh, on the left-hand side of the field, uh, a cornerback left-hand side of the field if you're an offense, if you're Tom Brady looking at it. So I'd expect to see um, Gronk, Mike Evans, uh, Godwin all all kind of taking turns on on Kevin King and then Scotty Miller who Brady tends to not throw to unless he really has to, um, lining up against uh, Jair Alexander, who, after Ramsey, is the least uh, targeted cornerback in the division. He's the second best cornerback in, in not in the division, in the league. Uh, he's had an incredible season because um, he hasn't been used. No one throws to him. So that, that as a cornerback is exactly what you want. It's, it was a bit like Green Bay last week, not throwing towards... Uh, towards Jalen Ramsey, unless it was Devontae Adams. Um, he is based, uh, Jay Alexander is basically our guy. And then the, in the backfield, Donnell Savage, uh, who is a first round pick from a couple of years ago, is finally starting to show his quality. And Adrian Amos, who is a pickup from Chicago, provides some real leadership and um, and some real football smarts back there. Uh, good hits, good tackler. Um, so yeah, all sides of the ball, it looks like it's going pretty well. And Zadarius Smith picking up like what over yeah, ten sacks ah! this year, and you know didn't, didn't even mention the defensive line. Yeah, the Smith twins and Kenny Clark's back fit again, and that they have a couple of other guys who can rotate in and out of there to to keep people fresh. 
Um, you're hundred percent right. I was almost. Do you know what it was? I was testing you. It was a. It was a, a given that uh, I was. Uh, I, I that I was um, counting those guys as as key components because yeah, if one if if Preston or Zedarius is that who's got the the flashier numbers, but if he is bottled up or double teamed, then you've got Preston the other side or Kenny Clark down the middle. But it's not like. I don't know. It seems like a very solid defense. It it doesn't necessarily scream exciting, flashy. You know, you don't you don't think Green Bay and you think all oh, all these big plays on defense from this season or anything like that. And is that me just kind of you know too much red zone and it going under the radar on me slightly throughout the year, or is it just like a? I want to say like vanilla defense. It's just it's just good. It, it does exactly what it's meant to do. It slows teams down. It makes big plays on occasion. It's just solid rather than anything else. Yeah, it, it's it's a bit like it's a bit like Devontae Adams. So you don't have that that breakneck speed. So you don't have those splash, splashy, flashy players. Um, but it does all everything else really, really well. It's actually well coached. I'm, I, I must. I'll do this now. I'm sorry, Mike Petson, for for doubting you. Um, I'll, I'll probably take that back uh, if we lose against the, the Buccaneers. But um, yeah, I guess you're right. Oh, it's um, it's it's not the it, it doesn't scream having all of these big stars, but they are real some of their parts rather than yeah. an, an individual. Does it get the job done? I mean, it is a pretty scary Tampa offense when you look at it on paper and I know it hasn't clicked on occasion. And then when it does click, it's quite sexy. I mean, Brady's 147 and he's still out throwing Drew Brees. And yeah, I mean, the, as you already mentioned, the receiver lineup, it's monstrosity potentially in the making. Yeah. And I'm bringing Cameron Brait in there as well as, as <laughs> another really good pass catching tight end. Antonio Brown is, we didn't have any practice on Wednesday. I haven't seen or the, the He's day to day apparently, yeah. So the Thursday practice report hasn't come out of as yet. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a not a healthy scratch, but he doesn't. He suits up, but trying to keep Green Bay on their toes with that one. Um, I think Leonard Fournette has been a bit of a revelation, really, uh, out of the backfield. He seems to have overtaken Ronald Jones, who had a really good start to the season. Yeah. Uh, so that's a really interesting um, adage to their to their offense. He's also used in the passing game as dump offs for for Tom Brady. You know, we know that uh, throughout his career, Brady has loved that dump off guy. Ronald Jones is the is the the change of pace back to come in as well. So they've got an awful lot of really good weapons. Their offensive line isn't the greatest, but they did manage to deal with. Cam Jordan and Davenport last week. So um, it's their defense, their defense, which has me a little bit worried because it was two consecutive plays that they intercepted Aaron Rodgers, uh, one for a pick six uh, earlier on in the in the season, week six, where Green Bay lost their first game. Green Bay had mm-hmm. gone up against teams which weren't really putting up too much of a fight and they come, ag- come up against a pass rush. Um, JPP, who looks rejuvenated under BA and and top bowls um a pass rush which which really took green bay by surprise the fact that this game is at lambo i think tips it towards green bay even further than just the um 
the fact that they've had an extra week off, the fact that uh, they, they seem to be clicking at the right time. You've got uh, potentially a snow snow game in minus 10 centigrade, which is really cold, 20 Fahrenheit, something like that. Um, we know Brady's good in the cold. He, he played up in Foxborough in the bleak midwinter in, for, for years. And yep. he's, he's a very good, he's very good in that situation. But Lambeau, title town, um, with Rogers doing what he's doing, I'm, I'm not sure that the Bucks have enough. It's Brady in January, though. He's not lost yeah, what, in the AFC Championship games. Yeah, whatever, Hufflepuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry, this is so mean. I've, you've invited me on your show. And I'm oh, please, we like it. Be mean, be mean, be mean. You're pleasing the other two people on the. Uh, I'm a Ravenclaw, <laughs> so I should be nicer. Um, yeah, you're right. Brady, Brady in. I'm such a nerd. Brady in. Um, Brady in January is a, a totally different proposition and he's looked but... really good as well i mean he's he's he the last few really... weeks he's looked really good and that's the most worrying thing i think for all the rest of the teams playing them is that earlier in the season you could tell that box offense just didn't have the chemistry it needed recently it's looked like it has even when they started slow against the saints they then brought it on later so it's hard to say if it's going to be stoppable um yeah, I get that. Brady is is dealing, isn't he? He's, he's dialing up and uh, dropping dimes. There you go. Some lovely alliteration for you. Um, <laughs> he's doing he's doing all of those things, and he's looking good. His arm is still there. You, I mean, it yeah. was so sad yeah. seeing the the difference in arms of uh, of Brady and Brees, and it, Brees reminded me of Peyton Manning in his his final years, where yeah. he literally yeah. couldn't throw it. Even mm-hmm. Philip Rivers looks like with his dreadful uh, throwing action philip rivers um happy retirement number 17 philip rivers had a, a more of an arm than uh, drew Brees. um but brady he's so good he even throws touchdowns to drew Brees's kids so <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on the kid was wide open i mean if he if he yeah. doesn't hit that kid then you know despicable he kept his feet in bounds though yeah, true. He, he did keep his feet in bounds. It was. It reminded me of the first ever touchdown caught at the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium uh, by yours truly. Thank you very much. <laughs> Might drop and leave, yeah. Not that you're. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, not you're. You're <laughs> holding on to that one too much, there, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, it's we, so um, tenuous. It's so tenuous. It's untrue. <laughs> we don't. Um, you know, we can talk about the other game as well. But I just wanted to ask you about just going all the way back to Rogers. Um, do you, is this his best year? I mean, statistically, some of the stats jump out in terms of touchdown and completion percentage. But it, do you, where do you see it in in kind of Rogers? You know, if we leave it, we don't know how it's going to finish. But if we just look at the regular season, how do you rank it? Well, QBR wise, he's one point off of the Super Bowl winning season. That Super Bowl winning season, Rogers and the Packers had to go uh, through the wild card round away all the way mm-hmm. to the superdome um i'm not sure that unless unless you get to outrageous games incredible games where he does some incredible amazing things i'm not sure you can beat that really because but then they did have to go through the wild card round so they didn't have as many wins they didn't have as many it, it wasn't as as conclusive as it at times has looked this year where it, it seems like 
Rodgers could do anything and and Green Bay would would win the game. Um, it's a really great question. I don't know. I, I'm I'm torn. I think if if he wins against Tampa Bay, regardless of what happens in the Super Bowl against the Buffalo Bills, um, I... oh, that's a that's a that's a oh, nod to the next oh, game. Then like the <laughs> we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. But regardless of what happens uh, in that game, I think it would be classified as his greatest season. Um, the, the the touchdown to interception ratio is is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such. It's just. I mean, it's been said a billion times. It's so sad that that fans haven't been there. Perhaps that has contributed. Maybe the weight of expectation has lifted um, a monkey off of Rogers' back, and he's been able to do these things without fear of. Of, uh, of of fans throwing their hands up and giving him the look that he gives receivers when they That's drop true. his passes. I didn't think about that. But also, with no crowd noise in the stadiums and on the road, it means that his hard count still works. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which yeah. you don't get on a normal season. So I think that's really helped their offense in total, having that almost added benefit of almost playing at home because there's no one else to make yeah. noise to prevent you from having your hard count and your calls being listen to probably. i think before we move on i just uh just just for people listening who maybe you know we're kind of taking it for given that people have seen his stats for this year but you know 70.7 completion percentage that's his highest since that's his highest of a full season ever um he's at 48 touchdowns uh what else have we got here passer rating 121.5 is outrageous that's only just behind the 2011 season um, yeah, it's kind of all there, isn't it? It's just, yeah. <laughs> it just screams, it just jumps off the page. But those stats, that's it, amazing. It does feel, even from the beginning of the season, though, the attitude for him has been completely different. And, and I know Jazz on the pod loves to mention, oh, the Pat McAvoy show, I saw a clip this week, but he's been doing segments <laughs> on that. And he's, I see how it is this week. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. That's Jazz, it. Take, battery, take the shot to the champ, take him. Come on. <laughs> um, but he, he's been doing things like that. He's been more actively involved in engaging with fans and the media in that kind of slightly more, um, I guess, casual way. And he's looked really calm and, and casual while he does it too. Like he is just enjoying that. And you just get the feeling that this year, after all of the tension and build up at times that has been over in Green Bay, that he's kind of gone into the season with like, well, whatever. I've I've got as good a receiver core at the moment as I'm going to have or as I've had as a, a in the last few years, I've got two good running backs behind me. I might as well just enjoy this and see what happens. This is going to be a wild season anyway. And it's that like leaning into it and just embracing the the, the awkwardness of the NFL season this year with all the COVID protocols and everything like that. Mm. And the and the more casual and calm he's been, the better and better it's got. And he's just kind of carried on yeah. just going with the well, maybe Maybe drafting that QB in the first round actually... I don't know. It was a masterstroke in a different kind of way than they thought Put it would be. A little fire it's in you pushed yeah. him on. I still don't yeah. know about that. I, <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm just saying. I, Might be I an extra ammunition. I think there's something in that, David. I really do. I think that um, given that that given that uh, it, it, he wasn't expecting it, you must have heard the story of him. Um, he, he saw the news come in, and he normally sips. He normally has sip in tequila, but he decided to go and uh, do a, a massive shot of tequila. It was as three fingers, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Three fingers. Um, so uh, I think it really did affect him, and it, there was a, a rocket there. But then he got. He must have had the the backing from Matt Lafleur, 
must have had that reassurance that you're still our guy, you're still our man. This guy, you, this is a business. This, this guy's not going to come in for at least two or three years. Um, we want you to to go forward. We did. We reached the NFC Championship game last year. It was a game maybe too much. Well, it was a game too far for us. But uh, especially the defense. Gonna, well, exactly. But this year we we're going to go out and win it, and it's all about that trust and relationship with. Um, that trust and relationship between Lafleur and Rogers, something that he didn't have, probably from about 2013 with Mike McCarthy, mm. and we, how stale it got with yeah. McCarthy. Um, McCarthy will go down if if Rogers doesn't win this season. In fact, even if Rogers does win this season, McCarthy will go down as the the Super Bowl winning coach that didn't get the best out of Rogers, and it took a 42 year old, 41 year old Matt Lafleur young coach to come yeah. in and, and get the best out of the I think the quarterback up until Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback that has the most frightening all round skill set out of all quarterbacks that have ever yeah. played the game. I agree with that entirely. Also yeah. look at what McCarthy did at Dallas, it just shows McCarthy is not a good coach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, it's so not you're not surprised well. he kept his job if I'm honest. <laughs> you're not saying Lamar Jackson's the guy. I mean, yeah, he's he's the great hope for the NFL at the QB position, right, Hunter? I mean, no, Josh Allen is really does it all. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen, I've been so impressed with the way that he's gone away and and fixed that footwork, um, which has then allowed him to be more accurate. When well, and the decision making as well, Ollie. Yeah, decision making again. I think it's it's just that extra year of of being with a head coach and a coordinator. Um, and, and trust in that process and write your decision-making, go through your reads, everything in a hit. It, it seems to have quickened for, for Josh Allen, hasn't it? So from uh, when to get rid of the ball, when to run, who to throw to, everything seems to have quickened for quickened up for him. And that has then helped him, whatever, when it comes to Lamar Jackson, he's a, uh, He's a step up from Colin Kaepernick. I love Lamar. I've followed him since Louisville. I lo- honestly, I love him. He needs to go away, work out his throwing, and also the, the 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 game plan with John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh's got to, and and the, the rest of the guys, Ozzie Newsom, they've all got to, um, they've got to trust in Lamar more to, to make those throws, yeah. to make mm. and, and and do that. They've I got love to draft him. a number one receiver as well. Yeah. They've got no one. Hollywood Brown is, uh, he's not Hollywood. I mean, no. he's, he's from, he's from Hollywood, Florida, but he's, go back to your Marquise name. Come on, Hollywood. You're useless. <laughs> <laughs> In comparativeness. Um, yeah. Uh, he's Andrews, a number two at best, yeah, isn't he? Their yeah. best wide receiver is Mark Andrews and it's not yeah. even close. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Sound. Well, um, mate, appreciate the, uh, the Green Bay chat. That is more than extensive. Wonderful. It was awesome, buddy. Yeah. Um, oh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me anytime. Love, love coming on. Well, uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll have to try and get you on if it's... I mean, it'd be cool because we've just had um, a Bills guy on as well the last couple of weeks. So if it's uh, Bills, Packers, Super Bowl, we can oh, try yes. and sort Now, out, there we go. Try and sort uh, out like a six-way Zoom call and then just let you and, <laughs> let you and let Sam you guys rip. go to town on each other and we'll just sit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> try, and, try and not use around uh, six heterosexual guy or four heterosexual guys uh six way and going to town (laughs) (laughs) i do not know what you mean by that um that's a joke that goes straight over my head and i have no idea what you're implying there hunter (laughs) uh 
Hufflepuff, tell him later. <laughs> I will. I'll show him later. Yeah. <laughs> Ollie, well, uh, but before we uh, before we let you go, have you got you got to give us a uh, score prediction for both games, especially the Packers game? What do you so, think? Uh, Packers game, I think it's going to go pretty much like every single other Packers game has gone this year, where Green Bay will go up pretty big. At least they'll score three touchdowns in the first half. It will be mm-hmm. 20, uh, 21 to 17. Um, Tampa Bay will then come back in the second half, take the lead, but Green Bay will then win uh, 34 to 31. Fantastic. And then if we go to the other game, if Mahomes plays, they win. Um, and it could be a very uh, similar. I, 40, 41 to 38. Um, if Mahomes doesn't play, 41 to 38 Chiefs, Mahomes doesn't play, the Bills win 25 to 14. Okay, Nostradamus, this is getting oh. very kind of particular and accurate about all of this <laughs> yeah, stuff. So accurate. So they go to double overtime and then it's it's a missed yeah. kick. And but it's, yeah. but it's yeah, 25 is a very difficult score to get to. It's going to happen. There's a safety in there. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. So if, if these are right, this is going to be wild. We're gonna Mixed play this missed extra points, uh, two-point conversions. It's all happening. <laughs> All right, what we got? What we got? What we I'll got? start with mine. Um, I've got a four-team yeah. acker on. I've gone with the uh, money line and it the over. It can't be four-team though, can it? Well, you know, four, four teams bet acker. All right, well, four, now four. now you're getting accurate with points, Jazz. But talking NFL, <laughs> suddenly you're complete wishy-wash. Um, right, so I'm <laughs> going. I'm going with the heart over the head. Both games. I'm going the Bucks to win and the Bills to win. And I'm saying over 54 points in the Bills-Kansas City game and under 51 points in the Bucks-Packers game. And that's giving mm. me uh, 22 to 1. Cool. I've gone, nice. I've gone very differently. I've got the Chiefs uh, minus three on the spread and I've got that game being over 54. And then I've got the Packers minus three on the spread. Uh, and then I've got it over 51.5. So... I've gone similar to I've got some a bit of both really. I've got Bucks to win, Bills plus three, and then the over on both the points totals. Okay. So again, do you think it's the, a week where gone? Do you think the Bills are actually gonna get it done, or you think Not it's gonna sure be if that Mahomes close to play? And if Mahomes plays, he might get hit in the, the neck again and might go down. Well, let me and... let me tell you just on that quickly, uh, and we will get Ollie Hunter in just a moment because he's just about to join. But uh, Patrick Mahomes has taken the majority of the snaps all week, although is still in concussion protocol. So I think the Chiefs are planning and expecting him to play. And, uh, of course, you'd have heard what Sal said earlier in the podcast as well about that. So it seems that everybody is getting prepared for Mahomes to play on the weekend against the Bills. And there's no reason to play otherwise. it doesn't mean that he's going to do very well, because like Sal said as well. I've just got to jump out a second, guys. Hang on. You guys carry on. It's like Sal said, it's the first regular season game. They let the Chiefs rush all over them and CEH really dominated that game quite a lot. He's not there. Granted, uh, Daryl Williams is quite explosive. Le'Veon Bell hasn't really looked that great since he got to the Chiefs, if I'm being bluntly honest, considering I 
kind yeah, of everybody had high hopes for him really, when he was like CEO. Really yeah. cheerleaded for him as he went into the team, but I don't see how the Bills' defense is going to be completely porous. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring game because I think one team's going to have to kind of really come from behind. And I can honestly see the Bills getting quite a large lead, a bit like they did against the Texans. Well, I take that. But with I can the, see the defense holding stout. Holding the, stout, sorry. With the bets, that's fine. I'll take that. Bills take a 17-point lead and then get caught. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> What have you guys got uh, in terms of predictions? What do you think is going to... I agree a lot score with predictions? what Hunter said. I, I can see the games being a case of whoever gets up early faces the comeback from the other team and the team that was leading at the start will eventually come back to win the game. Mm-hmm. But I see that being the, the Bucks doing that and I can see that being the Bills doing that. Josh Allen has a Josh Allen moment somewhere. There it is. There's He's, the hate for Josh Allen. He really he doesn't want for him that to succeed. All week, and there it is. Oh, oh man. No, look. That's that's disappointing, Ollie, that you're kind of rooting for that. Because I can see it. No, I'm not rooting for I can, it. You I mean, fucking are. Fairness, you are. I can see, I can see it in your in little fairness. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel a bit like smirky about it. Yeah, you'd be like, yeah, but I bet a bit Josh Allen is in fairness. Like inception in the in the third quarter. If Kirk Cousins was in the Super Bowl, Little Gremlin, I'd be saying the exact same as Ollie, but with much more vitriol than that. Yeah, no, I don't want Josh Allen to blow up because to like the Bills' offense is really fun to watch, and I if I want the Bills to win it this year, they're my, like the team I probably like the most who are left in it, um, in terms of like as a franchise who I've liked over the years. I I, I really like the Chiefs as well, and I love the team and Andy Reid, but they got theirs last year. I want to see yeah, somebody else win it. As well. Yeah, in theory, there should be loads more with that studly side that they've got if they can keep hold of the majority of it. Um, Green Bay, I don't know. I'd like Rodgers to have another one. Yeah. That's, that's who I want to win. I've warmed to Rodgers so much more this year than normal. Yes. I've really yeah, come around too. to him as he's been more casual and less of like bitchy yeah. moany Rodgers and more like, all right, well, whatever. Let's just play and win all the games and I'll be great. So... I don't really mind out of the NFC who goes through. I do want the AFC, though, to be the Bills, I think. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, I, but I think it. what I want to happen is different to what I think will happen. I think it will be the Chiefs that will go through, and I think it will be Chiefs, yeah. pa- Chiefs Packers, and I think that will be a fantastic Super Bowl. I know, yeah. That'd be really like you fun. said, Jazz, it, it seems like we're guaranteed it's a famous last words, but it should be a good matchup. But they will probably get a really crap game because of it. I could the only team I could see laying an egg in the Super Bowl out of those four is the Bucks though. Yeah. Just because they Never. they could be they could go cold. We've seen but it happen this year. Brady's I could just see it. Not lost a Super Bowl against a non NFC East quarterback ever. So I don't think he's gonna start losing to uh, AFC East quarterbacks this year. I don't know about that man. I mean I don't think that means anything. That doesn't mean well, that's just a little take for you. Big 
Big thanks, as always, to Jazz and Dave for joining on the podcast this week. Of course, a big thanks to our guests, Ollie Hunter, TalkSport producer and reporter, talking all things Green Bay Packers with us. You can follow him at O-L-L-Y Hunter. That's O-L-L-Y Hunter on Twitter. And of course, talking all things Buffalo Bills, Sal Capaccio, sideline reporter for the Buffalo Bills and beat reporter as well. You can follow him on Twitter at Sal Sports. That's at Sal Sports. Uh, follow us on Anchor.fm, which is our host, or Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, anywhere else that you fancy, uh, and get in contact with us, or, well, like, review, subscribe on those channels. You can get in contact with us on Twitter. Uh, Jazz, also now known as Hufflepuff, is at Jazz Gillum. That's at Jazz Gillum on Twitter. Dave is at David Bluck one That's at David Bluck one And myself, O underscore J underscore Wilson. Until next week, we will find out who's in the Super Bowl for 2021 after this weekend. Cannot wait. Should be a banging matchup either way. Take care. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. Green Giant. Badass. (laughs) 